Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading. Today, looking at 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were deceived and somehow led away to mute idols. Therefore, I am informing you that no one is speaking by God's Spirit can say, A curse be upon Jesus, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are various kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of ministries, and yet the same Lord. There are various kinds of activity, but the same God, who produces all of them in everyone. Each person is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To the one person, a message of wisdom is given by the Spirit. To another, a message of knowledge, as the same Spirit provides it. By the same Spirit, faith is given to someone else. And to another, the same Spirit gives healing gifts. Another is given power to do miracles. Another, the gift of prophecy. Another, evaluating spirits. Someone else, different kinds of tongues. And another, the interpretation of tongues. One and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing them to each one individually as he desires. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free people, and we were all caused to drink the one Spirit." Furthermore, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it does not on that account cease to be part of the body. If the ear says, Because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body, it does not on that account cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has arranged the members in the body, each and every one of them, as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are much more necessary. As for the parts of the body we consider less honorable, these we provide with more honor. We treat our unpresentable parts with more modesty, whereas our presentable parts have no such need. But God put the body together in a way that gave more honor to the parts that lack it. He did it, so that there might not be any division in the body, but that all the members might have all the same concern for one another. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You are the body of Christ, and individually you are members of it. And God appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, healing gifts, helpful acts, leadership abilities, kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all miracle workers, do all have healing gifts, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly seek the greater gifts, and now I am going to show you a more excellent way. Chapter 13 If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and know all the mysteries and have all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I give up my body that it may be burned, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it does not brag, it is not arrogant, it does not behave indecently, it is not selfish, it is not irritable, it does not keep a record of wrongs, it does not rejoice over unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never comes to an end. But if there are prophetic gifts, they will be done away with. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when that which is complete has come, then that which is partial will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Now we see indirectly by using a mirror, but then we will see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I was fully known. So now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. This is the word of our God. With these words, Paul turns his attention from the broader problems of marriage and family, or lawsuits among believers, or the proper understanding and reception of the Lord's table, to the topic of spiritual gifts and Christian love. And you might hear these words, especially chapter 13, and you've probably heard that a dozen times or more, perhaps even at, at a Christian marriage, at a Christian wedding. And even though that is a beautiful, beautiful piece for a Christian wedding, and Paul is very poetic in his words there, the interesting thing about chapter 13 is that it's sandwiched between chapters 12 and 14. And chapter 12 and 14 deal with the same particular topic, the membership in the body of Christ, that each of us has different gifts according to what God has chosen to give to us, and then the exercising and the use of those gifts depends on Christian love, that it hinges upon Christian love, and that these gifts are worthless without a proper understanding and application of Christian love. And so the main thing to keep in mind, especially here in chapter 12, 13, and 14, is what is the goal of the Christian faith? What is the purpose? What is at the apex of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid, when we talk about the Christian faith? that the goal, the overall purpose, is the glory of God. That God is glorified every time that Christians act out and apply his word to their lives, every time a church is ordered according to that word, and that God is not glorified when we substitute some other goal in place of that goal of the glory of God. The overall glory of God, God is glorified when his word is preached. God is even glorified when that word is rejected, if it has been preached faithfully. God is glorified when people are brought to faith. God is glorified when babies are baptized. And God is also glorified when his keys are exercised faithfully. And that's the point that you and I have been given these gifts and that God wants us to exercise them faithfully, that we don't substitute some other goal at the apex of the pyramid, at the top of that that entire purpose of God's church. Now, we do understand that each of us has different gifts and each according to what the Holy Spirit has chosen to give to us, um, both inherent gifts and abilities and talents, as well as skills that one might learn or improve upon over time. That 
they are a gift of the Spirit insofar as they are now oriented toward that overall goal, that overall purpose, that the overall purpose is the glory of God. And then the the subsidiary goals, so to speak, or subsidiary purposes underneath that um, are applied and exercised as we put our gifts and abilities into practice. And so if you perhaps have the ability and the ease to talk with somebody, strike up a conversation and just you know, be a very personable person, then wonderful. Then use that, according to Christian love, in service to your Lord. If you have the ability to um, to look ahead and plan, do a little bit of strategic planning, then talk to your pastor and say, how can I help with this? How can I use this gift, this ability in service to my Lord? In whatever the case may be, all of these gifts and purposes are exercised in Christian love, that there is not competition among believers or even envy among believers or jealousy. I wish I had that goal. Or look at what that person is doing. Doesn't he or she think that they are hot stuff, that they are using their goal in such a visible and obvious way? And Paul says, well, quite to the contrary, dear Christian friend, do you not know that those parts of the body that are less honorable we treat with special honor? That some people, you know, in one particular instance that, that I recall, from probably 15 years ago, there were two pastors at a congregation, and um, and everybody really really loved the one pastor who could preach an excellent sermon. Very had a had a very ready laugh, um, just a very personable person. And the other pastor, well, they they enjoyed his sermons. They still came to church when he preached, but what they didn't see was the incredible amount of planning and and administrative gifts that this man exercised behind the scenes. And so it was like, you know, when we were talking about it, I said, basically, well, this one pastor, you're kind of like, you know, the, the face or the, the voice in the body of Christ. And the other pastor is more like the feet. Each of you has a place. Each of you has a purpose. Each of you has special gifts, but one just happens to be more visible. And so Paul's warning is, first of all, that we do not let these gifts be a reason for division, okay? That we have no place for envy or jealousy, that we shouldn't be looking back and forth at each other. Oh, what does that person have? What is that person doing or not doing? Rather, we all use these gifts and point them toward the apex, the goal, the purpose of the Christian faith. That is to give glory to God through the faithful use of these gifts. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in over the last couple of days as we have had a couple of replay episodes as well. The replay episodes were generally episodes that were very well received when they were first recorded, and sometimes they are supplemental, sometimes they are standard regular daily Bible reading, um, especially when something else comes up in a personal commitment or the occasional vacation for me. Anyway, I want to thank you for tuning in, and if you know somebody that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, go ahead and hit that share button or tell them to search RWJ and then you will find the Raise with Jesus podcast, RWJ Daily. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless your day.